0: critics are everywhere. Sure, that's a bold statement, but I believe it to be true. Hardly a day goes by when you don't hear someone putting down someone else's views, achievements, or decisions. Case in point, I'm being critical of critics right now. For some reason, putting down others appeals to a lot of folks. Maybe it's because we feel threatened by the success of others, or maybe because others' triumphs make us feel insecure about our own shortcomings. Who knows? Whatever the reason, it seems like the breadth and width of criticism is reaching an all-time high. I think we can all agree upon and appreciate the difference between positive, constructive criticism that is offered to hone and refine one's skills, and hateful rhetoric with no clear objective other than to be rude or cruel. Sadly, the fear of criticism can hold many people back. Feeling vulnerable and targeted for wanting to do things differently, for trying something new, they simply don't even try. This fear can greatly limit and damage the morale, spirit, and productivity of a crew, a company, or even a union as strong as the UBC. It's a shame for sure, and even though we seem to be swimming in a sea of negativity these days, critics and the mud they sling are nothing new. In fact, April 23, 2021 marks the 111th anniversary of a memorable oration by a famous U.S. president presented to counter such criticisms. Known as the Citizen in the Republic speech, President Theodore Roosevelt delivered it outside the storied Sorbonne University in Paris, France, to the political and cultural elite of Europe, 900 students and over 2,000 ticket holders. There was a lot of skepticism of our fledgling nation at that time. As a country, our medal had yet to be tested on the world stage. The first great war was a few years away, and the second decades more to count. We were a brash, upstart nation trying to define itself and establish its identity. The fact that a war of our own making, which saw brother pitted against brother, and nearly tore us apart little more than a generation prior, was in and of itself enough for mockery. Whatever our shortcomings were, our potential as a great nation was apparent. So perhaps out of fear, or perhaps out of envy, many of the old guard of Europe were happy to look down their collective noses at what we hoped to become. Roosevelt knew this and chose this time and place to address these criticisms head-on. He believed a man, or a nation for that matter, should not be judged by what they achieve, but what they try to do. That courage was the virtue that enabled this, and that ultimately the effort was what mattered most. This belief holds true today as much as it did back in 1910. I believe we can all try to be a little more accepting and understanding when meeting others who don't fit comfortably into our accepted norms. I also believe we should work hard every day to ensure our brothers and sisters strive to reach their fullest potential, by making them feel safe to try and experience difficult challenges without the added fear of belittlement should they fail. Also known as the man in the arena speech, poets and politicians alike have quoted Roosevelt's famous words to inspire and motivate action and those who are faced by criticisms from naysayers and defeatists. I'll leave you with these immortal words as read by another great leader, President John F. Kennedy. It Roosevelt once
1: said... The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best, if he wins, knows the thrills of high achievement, and if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat.